it was a learning process. Um, we realized in the end that, you know, this is a business. If you think about it as just a business and you try to advertise it in the uh in a traditional way, it's not going to work for you. It's a people, parents think very differently when they are, are like buying this daycare service for their children. Um, it's a very emotional process and it's a lot about trust. This is the Scale with Sales podcast. Today we're speaking to Jenny from the Little Heroes International Kindergarten about their journey from opening their doors with two children into a successful business, how they got to know their customers and how they created a buying environment. Welcome everybody to Scale with Sales. Today we have Jenny Law from Little Heroes. She was a participant in the Euroscalers program a while back and I'm really curious to catch up with her and hear her story of how to convince parents to put their kids in a new daycare when they don't know the person and they are not familiar with uh, have them speak English and all kinds of other problems. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you, Rasmus. My pleasure to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you as well. Now, we, we started be- talking before the show about how you got started, and that's quite an interesting topic. And, and But yeah, please tell me, what is Little Heroes? What do you guys do? And then let's start to hear your story. Where did you come from? Great. Um, a little here is an international kindergarten. We're based in Helsinki and uh, we started in 2018. And uh, how it started really was that uh, I was looking for a daycare for my two-year-old uh, daughter at the time. Uh, and uh, that was actually long before 2018. And uh, I wanted a daycare with Chinese. Obviously, my, uh, my parents are from uh, Hong Kong, actually. And I wanted my kids to learn uh, Chinese. So I thought it would be perfect to have a daycare uh, with Chinese. But uh, you can imagine there wasn't any any daycare. Um, you could find all sorts of other languages, but no Chinese. Um, so well, what happened is that I put my child uh, into a uh, Finnish-speaking daycare and didn't think about it that much. But when I had my second kid, my son was born, I started looking for a Chinese daycare again. And again, I had to realize that there isn't any, nobody has opened one. Um, You could find like a primary school with Chinese though, um, but not a daycare. So I thought, okay, I have, you know, no other option than just to open one myself. And that's exactly what I did then. So I uh, started the daycare, um, a daycare, English speaking daycare with Chinese there. And obviously didn't do it alone. Uh, I had a, a, a brilliant have a brilliant co-founder who's a um, daycare um, manager and a teacher, uh, and uh, she's a teacher by profession anyway. So my background, I'm not a teacher, basically. So uh, so that's how we started, basically. Well, now I think we get to the interesting part here, because we this podcast is about, maybe it's about how to convince people to do things, you know, when you could talk about sales and marketing. And uh, you told me that when you started, the area you realized, okay, we're going to place it here. There wasn't like enough daycares there. So the peop- the parents were driving their kids left and right. And you mentioned that what's the biggest concern when picking a daycare? Well, as long as the kids are healthy, is that it is close. Uh, here in Finland, I think we have, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about the daycare maybe so much, but we have to think, where is it located and so on. And you pick the location like this is where there needs to be a daycare. It's perfectly situated. And you're about to open up. Tell me what, what happens, what happens there? 
Yeah, so like you said, yeah, the location, I thought, perfect. There's Everybody's telling me that oh, we need more daycares here. There's not enough of them. And I thought, great, that's where we're going to be. And um, so I thought it's going to be easy, like, you know, kids would come, you know, uh, in all the time. But what happened then is, you know, obviously we started marketing because we were a new kid on the block. And we started marketing, we advertised in local newspapers, we used all the social media, we had these information sessions with coffee and teas for parents coming and get to know us. And uh, what happened then that it didn't work for us. We didn't have uh, that many kids' uh, applications coming in. And we thought, what's happening here? How is it possible? So it took really long time, actually, for us to um, it was a learning process. Um, we realized in the end that, you know, this is a business. If you think about it as just a business and you try to advertise it in the, uh, in a traditional way, it's not going to work for you. It's a people, parents think very differently when they are, are like buying this daycare service for their children. Um, it's a very emotional process and it's a lot about trust. So we were new in the town People didn't know us. People didn't know what is Little Heroes, didn't know who's Jenny, for example. And uh, it took time for people to get to know us. And it took, you know, one parent telling another parent that, hey, actually, this place is where my child is. It's a good place. The people are great. Uh, my child's being looked after. We feel safe there. And that's how we started building it. So basically, it was word of mouth what worked best for us. And I totally understand that from a parent's you know, point of view. I'm a parent myself. Um, you need to know who's in there. And especially in Finland, if you have followed the news about daycares generally and uh, the lack of, um, lack of uh, daycare stuff and qualified stuff, it you know, puts even more pressure on parents to try to find the best daycare for their children. So, yeah, the journey in the beginning, it was like we were, you know, very high, like really excited, you know, this is going to work, this is going to be great, we're going to get like tens of kids in immediately, but didn't happen, doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Um, so how it takes long a bit did it time. take before this was yeah. uh, breaking even? Like you, so you started with how many kids actually came in in the first uh, round and when did you feel like, okay, we got this, you wanna this know? works My, economically? Now. Yeah. yeah. On, my, on our first day, we had two kids. Two kids, and out of that <laughs> two, one was my own kid. You know, that okay, yeah. shows how hard it was in the beginning. Really, That's the definition of not um, enough applications, I would say. Yeah, and it was practically zero. Like, But it started building up little by little. But was that per- little by one little. parent enough? Was that one, was that one child enough for not. you to... Yeah, no, no I'm thinking, but I'm thinking for, for to get to the word of mouth going, it's just one person now. Was that enough or did you, st- did you still have to do some activities to get some more parents? Yeah, we did some activities, more activities like, you know, when the kind of the, you know, in that area, it's a kind of small area. At the end of the day, parents talk to each other, you know, they meet in other places. So they start talking, of course. And so they, uh, the experiences of the parents, the first parents who were there or the kids were there, it was really important to us because they were the one who helped us building it further, building the whole business further and get us to know in the area. 
But yeah, it's uh, we continued with the advertising. So, uh, but we also have these uh, events like closer to Christmas. We have this, like Christmas card uh, club or something where the kids could come in and do the Christmas cards. And that was the opportunity for yeah, now us. We're, now we're getting you, Jenny. To, yeah, now we're getting to the interesting stuff. How do you get them to start having a touch point with you? to start building the trust without like, you know, committing the kids for the full daycare. So you did, okay, yeah, keep going. So you had a Christmas card club where they could come in for like, was it an afternoon or something and make Christmas cards? Yeah. Yeah, we, we made it. It was, I think it was in an evening one, even a couple of evenings, you know, we, you know, there was, uh, we advertised, uh, the local paper was really nice. You could have these free events, you know, advertised there in the newspaper and I think, some, you know, some of the parents saw that and they came in and it was opportunity for them to see our daycare, what it looks like. Uh, it was opportunity for parents to talk to our staff to get to know who are these people who would be looking after my kids, you know, can I trust them? Are my kids safe with them? And it was an opportunity for us to also tell about uh, what's so special about us. Why should you bring your kids to Little Heroes? And uh, so that was great. It was great to get to know parents. And uh, yeah, that's how it really started then. You know, I think parents started to talk yeah. to each other. And another quite fun way also, uh, what I've heard from the teachers, our staff, is that, you know, in Finland, uh, the kids go outdoors a lot. So our staff and our kids, they were in a, uh, parks, uh, they would meet in these other parents, they would come and say, oh, I can see you're from your West. It says Little Heroes there. Mm. And uh, so your daycare is somewhere near here. And that's how they started talking. So obviously it's... Uh, oh, that's some kind of cool guerrilla marketing for a daycare. You just br- bring the kids around to every park in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and you catch the parents. Yeah, and have you know, the who West. Has a one-year-old. Don't forget the West with your yeah, logo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Western logo. And then they, they are like the goers, like you see a mom or dad who's home with the kid with the one year old, you're like, this is the perfect target. Like play play real near them. Play 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 in the play in <laughs> play there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we, we didn't plan on it, but that's how it the parents started talking to us. And that's great. And exactly what you said. There's a lot of, you know, especially mothers on their maternity leave with their brams and their kid walking around the parks with their kids and uh, you know, they, that's the best way for them when they see our kids, you know, where they play and they see the teachers, they get to talk to them in a very informal way. And we, that's great. That's the best way, really. And also as a parent, I would be like, oh, wow, you're out a lot. You're going to all these parks. That's great. I love my kids like to walk around and not be in the same playground every day. So it's like uh, builds on that. I mean, does he, did you do anything else? I have some some ideas here, but did you do? You had the postcard stuff. You're also doing uh, unintentional guerrilla marketing by walking around parading the kids up to to prospective parents. <laughs> and then, did you do any other activities to to, or, or maybe you still do this kind of meet uh, small environments where they can meet? Um, I think also just the kind of the activities we have, the, you know, curriculum, if you like to call it like that. Um, You know, we have Mandarin Chinese at the daycare. You know, that's where everything started. I wanted to have Mandarin in the daycare. So we have a teacher who comes in a couple of times a week, a native Chinese speaker. And um, that has attracted a lot of attention. Um, So much so that even I've heard that some people thought that we are... Uh, completely Chinese-speaking daycare. 
So mm. <laughs> somehow that kind of a news went around, went around the town. But uh, no, we actually we are English speaking daycare, but we have that Mandarin club. Uh, we call it Mandarin club, and teacher comes in a couple of times a week. So that has attracted a lot of interest as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so there are you know families who who might have lived in China, for example, for some time. Their kids have learned Chinese and they want to keep up with the, that language skill. Um, then there are, you know, um, families with uh, maybe a, a Chinese background. One of the parents is Chinese, another one is Finnish, for example, and then they want to um, kind of practice that, um, uh, their mother tongue, or they, yeah, they're bilingual, for example. Um, so, you know, there's... a um, so that's one, and obviously, I'd like to think also that we have a really interesting uh, the the um, the program for the children. Um, you know, we have divided our year into different sections where we have different topics on that go on like uh, a couple months each time, and at the end of each uh, period, we do these trips. You know, we've been to to the zoo with the kids. We've been to National History Museum with the kids. We've uh, We've even we've hired a theatre, uh, a puppet theatre to come to our daycare. So we try to have these uh, different kind of experiences for the children and uh, provide something extra for them um, and uh, some experiences that uh, you might not be able to get somewhere else in another daycare. So it it requires a lot of effort from the staff also to think about these activities for the children. Yeah, and that's sounds, what I love about the team. Yeah, yeah, it sounds sounds way more, uh, you know, engaging than the daycare that I have the kids. I like I like the daycare we have. They're good, but they will be very more traditional. They will. The biggest thing they do is they sometimes go to the library, which is like one kilometer away, which is quite far walk for most children. Uh, my kids walk a lot, so I don't think they could just walk forever. But the <laughs> but for the, most kids, it's quite far. And then they also they yeah, and they go to like this. Sometimes they go well, they go to the little forest patch, which is like two hundred meters away from the daycare. <laughs> so they they don't go very <laughs> far with the children. Yeah. So going to these type of activities is definitely a, a plus. Well, so yeah. But this is a, like yeah. a takeaway for for all of us here. Peep in in a case. I mean, we can talk about big purchases as well, but. Putting your kids somewhere is a very difficult decision. In a way, it needs to, you know, it needs to check all the boxes, and and that you are able to have these small events where, it, which is, I mean, the parents are thinking. This is, by the way, for all of you to think: what type of what type of activities should we have for prospective clients? And if if you, hear, I don't know if you hear it with Jenny, or if you don't have kids, you don't realize that if there's this making a postcard club, and maybe that's in English. The parents are like, all right, that's perfect. We have nothing to do on Thursday afternoon and evening. They need to do something. Oh, it happens to be in English. It's nearby. Okay, let's do it. Like they, that's that's the decision-making process that they they need something to do. Like they, they can't, they don't have enough activities for the kids. Uh, so they, you know, otherwise the kids are just home watching television and like pulling each other's hair or something. So you need you need to have things for them to do. So this is a really good opportunity. because so, so there's a need with the client base for some activity. And there's an added flavor in this case that you speak English. So then it's like, all right, you know, why not? Let's let's go. So that gets them in the door. So for those of you selling something else and daycares, think what is it that I can offer that the customer really needs that that fits what they are looking at and that would be a benefit benefit for their life. And then you don't you don't have to. It could be a free event because like in this case, you know, it's, you need some pen and paper. It's not too difficult. And uh, and this is wait. And if you make it as a, I mean, do you still do this? You still have this ongoing all the time? This Christmas stuff? 
No, no, but um, you put a very good idea for me. That's another opportunity for us. I mean, obviously, Corona was there in the middle. We couldn't do anything, really. Mm. We couldn't even have our own Christmas parties and so. But uh, I would, if I can add one more benefit about having these free events, don't think about it just so it's a free event for the parents and the kids, but think it as an opportunity for yourself to get to know your customers. And that's a, it's a great opportunity to ask them, hey, what do you guys need? You know, uh, am, are we doing all the things already that you need or what extra can we provide you, you know? Or if you have some ideas, like, for example, if we had an idea, maybe, okay, we have Mandarin now, maybe we want to add, oh, how about Spanish club? You know, we can ask these things with the parents, you know, parents who are with us already that, or normally these free events, they will attract a lot of new people who don't know us. You can ask them also, like, hey, what are the kind of services you're looking for that it's not around here? And then, you know, it's once you start talking to the parents, uh, I find normally parents are very willing to talk like, then they will start like, you know, I've been hoping I could find this kind of activity for my kids. Or they might be saying that, you know, like going outdoors, oh, in my daycare where my kids is, they don't normally go outdoors really that much. So sometimes we really appreciate that or when we tell them that we go to the beach we go to the forest we go to different parks they get really excited oh wow you actually guys you make the extra effort to go to all these places and uh yeah so it's a great opportunity really to you know to hear what the parents need and that's why we are here really why we really have that daycare then I want to ask you a question about starting a business, uh, especially getting like what like the sales and marketing up and running in a way that works. So, if you give yourself advice, if you would say like you get to restart your whole idea with the knowledge you now have, yeah. is there any way that you would have done this differently? And what would you have told yourself? I would have told myself that start talking to the customers much earlier uh, than we did. I think, you know, we, we had the place already. You know, I had signed my, my rental agreement already before I started talking to my customers. So there was a oh lot God, of so things. You, like like... Costs, you got costs that's going to start <laughs> and you don't have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, it was all That's based, anxiety yeah, right was, there. That's like. <laughs> I started all like, it was the excitement behind it. You know, like, oh, finally, I'm getting this daycare of my own. And uh, then there was this lot of news about that the area needed a daycare, you know, English-speaking daycare, lack of daycare places in general. And But what we didn't do is actually listen to the parents who live there in the area. Like you said right in the beginning, was most that, you know, people in Finland tend to, you know, they pick up the one that's closest to home or at least quite close. And uh, we should have done that. We should have just you know, walk to the park, really, and just start talking to the parents, you know, like, hey, you know, we want to set up this kind of a daycare. Are you interested? You know, yes or no? Or why? Why would you be interested? Or, you know, what would uh, what kind of services would you need? And what's on offer already in this area, but, uh, um, but what's lacking? Um, so, yeah, I would have started talking to the parents first, find out what That's they need. That's really good. And I realized how if I would do this again or <laughs> I would do it using what I've heard from you, 
Yeah, it would be like you go to those uh, the parks and, and talk with the parents, and then if they look if, sound interested, you could be like, you know what, uh, would it would it be okay if I added you to this WhatsApp group we have with a couple of other parents where we discuss, uh, you know, what we would like to have in this daycare, so we can kind of like you know develop it together. It doesn't mean that you have to buy it or have to well, have to place your kid in this daycare, but it has helps us uh, understand what is uh, needed to make this uh, work. Um, so, and if they say yes, suddenly, you, you know, you can have 10, 20, 30 parents there. And then and ask they, then you can ask, okay, so we're thinking about location. Where do you think it would be good? And say, no, it should be here. It should be here. Oh, this is a great location. You should try to have it here. And the, you, so you involve mm-hmm. the parents. And when it gets close to, okay, we're now thinking of starting up. We need to see if we have, we need five kids to start. So like, please, here's like the form. If, you, if you're now ready, then please fill in the, the interest form so we can get started. Uh, or something like this. And then, so then you kind of take step by step and involve them in the process. And when it's time to launch, you will have more people there than maybe you have space for. That that crazy makes. Absolutely, and then, that as soon as that happens, yeah. yeah. If they ha- if there's let's say like this is crazy, but like if so you have 50 parents in this group, and you say we're gonna we're gonna open, but there's only five slots. This creates a buying uh, what's called a buying environment for these parents yes. so they were like oh wait we gotta, <laughs> like honey honey we got like this is uh like we got like it's only five spots we got to apply now like if we're going to get in and then suddenly vroom, you get it filled uh, and then you might say well actually we're going to start with 10 because we, there was so much interest so you know that yes. anyway so that that's but that's a good tip i mean it was your tip originally here that you got to talk with the with the clients first and get them what do they need so then they get to get to know you and and, and stuff like this maybe you could even have started with the the club for uh, uh, you know, this uh, postcards stuff, uh, these Christmas cards, things like this. Absolutely. To just meet with parents and talk like, you know, this is not, I want to do this, sure, but this is not why I'm here. I'm here to create a daycare, uh, an English-speaking daycare with um, some touch of Mandarin. That's what I want to do. Uh, so this is part of that. And then, you know, who knows, they could even do like Chinese characters and stuff in this, like with the, you know, pen. well, I don't know if, you know, small kids can't really do that. They, they, they are. <laughs> My daughter is four. They she can, can draw they like can. <laughs> yeah but that's that's a great idea you know i was thinking afterwards exactly the same that we should have had the christmas card club club or baking baking you know cookies or something yeah. you know invite oh, them so over and all that you know what, what a better way to get to know each other you know it's a lot yeah. about trust and i think you know talking to customers is just applies to any business really any business you're where yeah. you're trying to sell sell something but it's customers. like a little bit scary how mm. do you force yourself to do it i mean even if i would be in a daycare with all the kids and i see a parent there with her like one year old i'd be like mm, yeah, that's a little scary to go talk with her <laughs> they don't bite <laughs> yeah uh, it's uh you know you have to remember that uh i have a great team couldn't do it without the team yeah uh and uh, i have a team who who know what they're doing. They care about the kids. They really care about the kids. I've, you know, I it wasn't that long ago when I said to my co-founder that I really, really wish that there isn't anybody in this profession who takes this as a nine-to-five job because it, it can't. You know, you you see those kids, they're little human beings, you know. And uh, yes, your hours might be nine to five. Really, it's it finishes on the dot. To be honest, on the at five, so that's great. Um, but when you're dealing with um, little humans, there, um, it's it's very difficult not to put your heart there, really, and yeah. uh, and really, yeah, and 
you know, you're dealing with their emotions, parents' emotions, your own emotions, but you need to be professional as well there and um, be able to help the children, um, help the parents also. Well, we get a lot of questions from the parents where about, you know, everything around, you know, childcare. And uh, we try to be, you know, supportive in that process. Um, I think there's, uh, you know, the communication doesn't and shouldn't stop when the parents walk in, okay, like they've signed the contract. Actually, the communication becomes even more important, you know, once the child is in. And uh, we always encourage parents to talk to our staff, you know, talk to us if you have any concerns, even if you don't have any concerns, even if, you, if you're happy with us, talk to us, you know, tell us if we're doing it right. And tell us um, if you feel that, hey, I don't understand why you guys are doing this, um, because only with the feedback we can change, we can learn. And uh, so I, I, you know, try to remind our team always to be open-minded and uh, about, you know, any feedback, good or bad, from parents, because that's the way for us to also to grow, you know, grow and, uh, and be more useful for the parents and the children. Yeah, that's a good insight. Oh, do you have anything else, like tips and tricks, that you think could be um, useful for people in, in general when it comes to, because you now we talked about communication, for example. Uh, I'd be happy to hear if you have anything that you would like to share that you think is good. I think in general, like uh, probably mentioned it, like uh, yeah, the communication is very very important. Don't assume and uh, well, how, remember, like people come. How do you? Yeah. How do you make sure that the communication is like the right volume, like the amount is correct, that you don't do it too much, and that when you send it, it's something that they want to read or want to want to interact or want to have communication. So that, that's hard. That's why many people don't communicate because they feel like, you know what, I'm just bothering them. Like I, like the, it's hard to find what is the correct level of communication. So how have you how have you solved this? I actually find that we never have enough. I wish we had a little bit more time always to talk to parents because, you know, if you think about the situation where you meet the parents, it's normally in the mornings and in the afternoons, and on both occasions, you know, everybody's kind of coming at the same time. So you don't get really the opportunity to talk to parents at that point yeah. as much as you want. Same thing happens in the afternoon. You want to talk to them a bit more, you know, how's it been with little Mary? Uh, but then you, and you end up just telling them it was a good day. She ate well. Uh, she went to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's cool. Um, so actually, I think I always feel like I don't get to talk enough with them. So we so I would say that our you know positive problem well I don't know if it's a positive problem but like I I wish we had a little bit more time every day to communicate with the parents but we have tried um, solving or helping that little bit by sending them uh, little news flashes throughout the days to the parents we have this application we use um, all the parents have it and we can send pictures. We can write little Aww. notes there that, hey, today we went to the beach. Here are some pictures. We had good fun. We had some, you know, snacks at the beach. Um, and that's just, um, it's a really nice way for, you know, the parents to also to find out, you know, what we've been up to the whole day. Because most of the kids, they spend quite a long day there, you know, eight hours, seven, eight hours. Well, I, some I even a... might be nine hours. 
Yeah, I think that's really good. We had it in the first daycare we were. The the teachers were like younger, and they sent like a. I think they use WhatsApp in that case, but they or Telegram or something. But they send mess, uh, pictures like every day. Like this is uh, uh, my daughter Isabel. Now she's yeah. uh, you know she's sitting here drawing, and they were make sure that there was like no other kids on the picture, so they don't like, infringe some other kids uh, you know privacy rights. But I thought that was really cool. And then we moved to another daycare also in the city of Turku, and they're like, no, we're not doing any of those because it's against like regulation. Oh. And I'm like, but. But I requested, like they said, no, we're still not doing it. And I think it's because they don't want to. It's my guess. They want to have their own private shop there and not show too much. So I might, that's, uh, but I mean, there's a good daycare anyway, but I think this kind of like, yeah. So the, yeah, you have your own, your own app for it, you know, then it's like, like go for it. Well, why not? It's not, not that hard. But I wanted, I wanted, I had a, a, an idea here for people listening. You think that, of course, I want to know what happens to my children. And of course, I want to have pictures. But when it comes to other projects, or products, why would anybody care? Now, I will actually use an example here with an actual product. For example, cars. Now, when my mother bought a Toyota recently, they showed her step by step, like order is received, uh, and like now they're putting wheels on the car, and now their engine is in, now it's like going to like uh, get the paint. It showed the whole, they, they didn't have <laughs> pictures, which if they would have had, would have been really mm. cool. They just wrote like, it was like, you can follow the process. But she looked at that thing every day. Like, oh, where's the car now? Where is it? Where is it? How is it? You know, it's coming up. And, and so we humans, if it's a purchase that means at least a little bit to us, it is curious to see what's going on. Like uh, also with packages, if you think you get a package from somewhere, you might check that. You know, if it's something exciting, you might check every day. Like where is it? Is it? Oh, it's still still in the pickup center. Okay, but like you, you check. Oh, it's now it's moving. Now it's in the Netherlands. Look at that. It's gonna it's gonna be so you know well traveled. My new shoes that I'm getting. So you are using that to directly communicate with the parents who might be maybe the most concerned what's happening every day. But for all of you mm. listening, there are products that you sell. If they take a little bit of time to manufacture or get them, you know, to the customer, and you can involve them in this. It's kind of exciting to see how it's done, and uh, it even I think it even adds value that I see that this took time. I've, I've talked a lot with artists about this who do paintings, and you're like, I love paintings, and I I love it that you put down like eight hours of your time to get this painting to the level where it is, and that's why I'm happy to pay for it. But if n- normal people don't understand how much time this is and what it means, the effort and emotion you put into this uh, painting, and when they can't see that just looking at the painting. So I said, for example, have a GoPro and put this like, uh, you know, one minute uh, photo, one, one photo per minute. I don't know what that's called now. Uh, but so you, then you can uh, show them a video, like click, 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 and it, it's a two minute video or something showing you day by day how you're working on this painting and changing and doing and redrawing and, and mm. putting new paint on and, and then finally getting to the final point. Then I'd be like, wow, okay, this took like several days to make this painting. Now, me, who I, a person who's not like interested in art, will be like, oh, wow, okay, this is like, okay. And then I can show that to my friends. Look, look how long, look how cool it was when when uh, she made this painting. You know, then the painting comes to life and there's a reason for it. Maybe a quick little interview, what it meant for them when they made it, what this means for them, how they're thinking about it. So anyway, th- this communication of production is important. I don't, it does sound weird that I call that you're producing like a daycare, like it's a, it's a, like a factory, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to convert yeah. this knowledge here that you're sitting on. 
So yeah, I think that's really good. The communication use and use a special tool for it. Uh, I think you can use WhatsApp or something also when you deal with clients. Or and I like WhatsApp and messengers uh, systems more than uh, emails because if you send emails, it's one directional. They don't really react back, so it doesn't feel like you know we're doing this together. But in a chat group or something, it's more like uh, it feels. I don't know how the app that you use work, uh, but I, I found it better when they can easily answer back and discuss. It feels like. It's nice. Absolutely. I mean, our app is exactly like that. You know, they can, parents can, you know, once they see a picture, they can be, oh, that's so cute. That's so nice. Or if they have anything that uh, in the morning, you know, the child is sick, they can even notify us just by pushing up and pressing a button there. But uh, yeah, showing the process is really important. Uh, And in our case, it's like showing what we do, what we do there. Because a lot of the times, I think the classic example is that people think is, uh, you know, just recently I had somebody saying to me that, uh, oh, so daycare, so kids just go there and play and uh, there are just some like adults standing next to them. And I said, it's so much more. The parents do so much more than just watch the kids. There's a lot of planning that goes goes into all the activities that they do. And I think that's the important job, important part that, you know, people don't see what the, you know, professionals are doing there. So, because it's uh, the daycare, is, uh, it's it's where the children get early child education. So it really is, you know, it's well thought, well planned. And that's what happens. It's like the process of, like you said, your mom's Toyota there, getting the paint in and all that. You know, we do it in, we have to, do all that planning also in the background. Yeah. Maybe it gives yeah. me an I idea. Think that be really do good my own kind of to, to yeah. To show them what goes behind. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just open up like what's I had uh, that, yeah, and I was thinking that uh, when I've been talking to, to people, I've been saying the same thing, which is what you said. And I had to talk with I mean, I'm a little bit dumb, so I had to talk with several daycare teachers to tell me that no, that's not what we're doing. And I had to go to the daycare and they explain what like how they're thinking and what they're planning and why are they doing these certain things. And I'm like, oh okay, you're actually know considering why are you going to the forest and why you're looking at these leaves and uh, why you're doing this special gym- yeah. gymnastic exercises to move the body a certain way like this i didn't know about uh, about these things at all so but and it seems to be a general problem in the population that it's not communicated well because all we parents see and all a non-parent see is kids walking in the park you know standing eating gravel or something <laughs> like we don't see the yeah. any background activities <laughs> that's that's going on so so yeah i think that showing that as well yeah i'd be happy to see that and, and you can use the app for communicating that we're thinking should we do this or this you might want to do both but then you engage the parents in the in the choice of activity and then they feel empowered that you know i'm also part of deciding what the kids do a little bit i can just give my vote and like you know whoever gets the most votes that's what we're going to do if it's going to be the park or the museum or something you know you make vote there Absolutely, absolutely. I, it's it's you know back to the the thing asking the parents you know what would you like to see, what kind of activities you'd like your kids to be doing, and um, yeah, involving the parents is always always good there, and um, you know showing the process yeah yeah it gives me a very good idea for for the next next uh, next uh, little little uh, thing we could do for the parents and not just for the parents but for. For everyone to understand and appreciate the work that goes behind, you know, with what the stuff does behind the scenes, yeah. so to say. And just like the painting, I would say the painting increases in value if you understand how it is created. 
I think the value of your daycare services will increase when I understand, ah, oh, this is how much work they actually put in in this daycare. Yeah. And the thing is, it's almost like um, maybe all daycares do it, let's say, and they're all equally engaged. I don't think so, but let's say they are. But you're the only one who show it. Then for me, it would look like, well, you guys are, you know, preparing classes. I don't know what to do in the other daycares, but these, like when my daycare, Little Heroes, like where my kid goes, like they actually really, like I show, like they really, I mean, they put in like two days of this stuff and planned all that out. And then when my kid was there, they had a great time. So I can see instead of me just saying, yeah, they went to the museum, they had a great time. And I don't understand why that museum, how did it connect with the whole, you know, month or this, uh, how, this uh, quarter that you've been planning to do this certain activity. And so on, how to build up for the actual visit to the library, uh, to the museum, or something like this. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's. So, what tool are you using, Jenny, for this? Just to to learn a little bit. Yes, for the communication with the parents, it's uh, it's called Tiny App. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's um, they've got a, a brilliant female founder, uh, Dinah, behind it. Uh, absolutely love her, and uh, she's it's it's really good. And again, with Tiny App. The part that parents see is just communication between parents and the daycare. The part that parents don't see actually is that Tiny App is a whole tool for teachers, for daycare administration um, that we can use for planning. And you know, there's this Vassal, you know, um, the individual development plans for the children. We can build all those in that uh, in that application, basically in the in that software, basically. So there's a whole half of the part parents doesn't even see what we do with that tiny app. So it's it's really it's brilliant, yeah. But it's a good example again. Like you see some of it, but then there's a big part, big job, big part that you don't see there. Um, but yeah, that's we've been using it for. Oof, two years, three years maybe, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, we really like it. It's it's very simple to use, very simple to use. And uh, I don't think we've had any feedback from parents that would be, you know, too difficult or, uh, or that somebody would prefer emails over that one. Yeah, so it's been good. All right, Jenny, we're we're closing in on the end of the time we have for this uh, podcast here. Is there anything else you would like to share with uh, the listeners? Um, maybe just to say that anybody who is considering a business in an area, they have no experience, don't know anything about it, but if you're passionate about it, excited about it, you're ready to put your all into it, then I'd say just go for it. Um, we didn't know anything about building a daycare business when we started, but we still do it. We, you know, love some things that we probably wouldn't do again the same way. And uh, But then on the way, we learned a lot of things. Um, so now we are much smarter, smarter in that process. Um, and we're definitely, if you ask me if I would do it all over again, I definitely would do it. Um, such a fun journey. Yeah. Hard one at times, but great one anyway, in the end. Well, thank you, Jenny. That's some uh, encouraging words here for all all people who are trying something new. So thank you very much for coming to Scale with Sales. Uh, and uh, people can find you on LinkedIn and Little Heroes has a nice website. And if you have kids in the Helsinki region, you should definitely check it out and see if you uh, if you want to have your kids at an English daycare, which actually goes to places, for example, parks and museums and the beach and the puppy, <laughs> puppet yeah. theater. <laughs> yes thank you Rasmus it was great being here thank you Jenny talk to you later thank you 
thank you for listening to this episode of the Scale with Sales podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts. So find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Rasmus Basilea and you'll find me there. I'll make it a point to respond to all messages I get. If startup sales and international expansion interests you more, you can find more insights and resources at euroscalers.com. Thank you again for listening.